Yeah. This hey. is it. Yeah, episode. I gotta stop saying the numbers of episodes. I know why do you keep know. doing that? No, I don't know don't why know. I keep saying numbers of episodes because it's getting to the point now. We've done yeah nine of these. Um, I'm gonna just stop saying numbers. We're here, and here's an episode, everybody. Gotta get our <clears throat> shit together. Can't do we it. We got it. It is together. Um, here we are. Here we are. Another episode uh, that shall remain numberless because we <laughs> don't really care about we numbers We don't know anymore. how to count. Because we've done so many of these. Uh, we're doubling up now. Two episodes in one night, just so the listener knows, just because summer schedules are starting to get kind of bonkers. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I'll be at in Alta. My wife is not excited, but I'll be up next week when we would normally record. I have a big offsite. Um, Where? That I'm in Alta. Alta? Alta, Alta. Come on. I knew you were going to call me on that. You well, obviously. You're not in. Um, are you from Utah? It's called Alta. 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 Uh, we're going up to Alta to a cool resort that, uh, yeah, we get to stay at and just bond. And do We're going to have a spa uh, day? We honestly might. It's on the list of stuff Hell we might yeah. do. yeah. Great. So, I love shout that. out. Yeah, we're doing we're doing a lot of cool team building stuff. I'm actually running a workshop with my wow. uh, my boss, which is really exciting. We're running like a trust workshop, mm-hmm. um, which segues really nicely into the listener question that we wanted to talk about today. So I'm going to paste it into the chat. And uh, this one's going to remain. What's that? You're going to make me read it. If you wouldn't mind. Okay. Oh. So this one, yeah, this one's coming from a friend of mine in the space. Uh, The friend is a product manager trying to collaborate with her design team. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm excited about this chat though. I was like, is this me? Did I send this in? No, not this time. No. Okay. I know that I have an opinion about everything and that it's strong and that it's not always right and that it's not always my place to express it and that I don't always express it in a gentle way. So as a designer, if you present me with something and I disagree with it, what is the best way for me to approach that with you? I mean, you are the design expert, not me, especially where I'm new and you don't think I'm the user expert yet. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good one. It's a loaded question, but the thing I want, I want listener feedback on the thing I've talked to my wife about today. um, Basically how, what's like the best way you've ever been disagreed with? Is that, is that the right way to say that? Yeah, I think that's like, what's the best way to disagree with somebody? Yeah, I think, yeah. No, that's a really good way to kind of sum it up. And I think that that is kind of like the hardest thing, like in all sorts of communication, not just like at work, but like even like day to day when you're talking to someone, obviously it's so different with like your spouse 
versus a PM and like a designer. Because with my spouse, if I disagree with him, I'm just going to be like, no, you're wrong. And this is why you're wrong. Right. And I'm not going to sugarcoat <laughs> it because he's he stuck with me. So, um, yeah. but it's so these kind of like situations that you have to handle um, lightly, I guess, at work can right. be tricky because you don't want to be the person who's always like digging their heels in. So mm. the best way that I have been disagreed with has been like, I, they give compliments up front. They say this in critique in design school, you give a compliment, you say mm -hmm. the criticism, you give another compliment. Right. And I don't yeah, think it needs to be that. what they call that a shit sandwich. Yeah. But no, but yeah. I, yes, I do think it's a shit sandwich, but I also think that there's some merit to it. It doesn't have to all be sugar-coated. You can just say, Hey, right. Really great thoughts here. Have you also yeah. thought about this? Like you don't have to say yeah. like in depth, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've mm -hmm. ever seen, but actually it's not. You can just say hey, great work here. I love where you're headed. Let's also think about this pathway. Right. Yeah. You just kind of outlined, um, I really like the, the, it's kind of like a framework called like Rosebud Thorn. Have you heard that one? That, no, that's just the shit sandwich, just with no, a different name. No, it's different. It's mm. different. Rosebud Thorn. You're going to like this, all right? Okay. So Rose, I really like how you did this. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Bud is, have you considered mm. this? Mm -hmm. Thorn is, I've got a problem with this. Okay, okay. So you do yeah, like I do all like three. That. I love yeah. that because it's like it's not a shit sandwich because it's not like sneaking in the problem that you have. No, it's just yeah, saying, don't sneak the problem in. I really like this. Maybe there's something to explore here. And then here's the thing that I am like having a hard time with. It's yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. I love yeah. that. That's so great. Rosebud, Rosebud Thorn. Very cool. Take that one and use it um, anywhere. User. And, Again, this is not even. End a conversation. That's it. We did it. <laughs> That's over a five minute episode. <laughs> Whoa. I would say that, that to me, we're, we're getting better at trying to use those. Um, we're in a cool place at work right now. Cause we all really like each other. Um, and here's the thing. We all are on the design team specifically, and this is not design specific stuff, but the design team trusts each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is like uh, the foundational thing to any of this. What what our listener is alluding to, uh, it's funny because she even texted me. I told her we were talking about this on uh, the podcast tonight. And she texted me and said, the answer is probably just, quote, shut up and build trust with your designer. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> so... Yeah, what do you think? What's been your experience kind of jumping to the theme of like trust and how that plays into giving feedback, saying hard things, disagreeing with each other? Like what what has been your experience with this? Yeah, well, if you have someone that's on your team that you know is just trying to undercut you, you know is trying to just kind of one-up you at every turn, you're not going to listen to them because you already hate them, right? It's like you can't give criticism and then also be rude all the time. So, and not even rude, but just like shady, you know, like building yeah. that trust, you have to be pretty transparent about your intentions. And if you're not, then having those hard conversations is just going to be that much harder. So I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something also there about like motive. Like yeah. what does she, like if I'm the designer and she is saying, I really don't agree with this, 
I know her. I've worked with her before. Um, and I would know her motive is going to be not being right, but winning. All of us winning. Not winning a debate, <laughs> yeah. but the team, the team winning. There's probably yeah. a better way of saying that. She's not trying to be right. She wants the team to win. Yes. So she's going to be pushing really hard, not thinking that her opinion is the end-all be-all, but pushing on everyone in equal force and equal measure to say, have we considered this? Have you thought about that? There might be a hole in your design or in your thinking here and just kind of pushing the team equally. But foundationally, if there isn't trust, it's going to look like ego yep. and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to think, oh, she just wants to be right. She just wants credit. She's trying to put other people down um, so that she can be like, you know, she can lift herself up or so others can lift her up. Um, yeah. I've been reading a, I've been reading a book called um, the five dysfunctions of a team <laughs> and the first dysfunction, like the bottom of the pyramid. Cause this was written in like the early two thousands where everything was a pyramid. Um, the bottom of the pyramid is like trust and it's like the foundation. It's like the, the bedrock of the, the like the whole pyramid. If you don't yeah. have trust, everything else falls apart, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think motive too, like trusting that people just want the thing to be awesome. Yeah, as but also being as, transparent as, as that, right? Being transparent that that's your motive. Like you can say that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The other thing, my, my other question. So you, you mentioned this earlier, right? And I uh -oh. think that you, you're on to something. Uh-oh. Um, always digging your heels in. Uh-huh. Um, what were you, what were you kind of getting at? I guess help me understand that comment. Cause I have something I think that's similar that I wanted to talk about. So as a manager, as a PM, as someone who is passing off designs or whatever, who's kind of like, not the last person that sees them, but has to be on board, right? You want to give the people that you're working with wins. You don't want to constantly be taking them back to the drawing board. You don't constantly want them to be having to redo everything that they bring to you because that is going to get really old, really fast, but sometimes it's necessary. And so it's a really fine line that you have to walk. But if your motives aren't clear and you don't have trust and people feel like you're digging in your heels all the time, then it's just, I don't know, you're not going to get anywhere and the team's not going to be on board with the ideas you want to do or the changes you want to make. You have to give people little bits of wins here and there in some type of way. Yeah. See that? I, I wrote down something. This is an oversimplification, but I wrote down, what do you want? Like you meaning the person, the person that is providing feedback or the person that's trying to tell someone that they're wrong. Um, what do you want from this person? Well, like, what do you want the outcome to be? Um, and why, obviously, digging in, is this ego? Um, do I really think this is going to make this thing better? And then the thing that you're hinting at that I think people, they often like stop before what's it worth. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I always, I feel like people always stop before what is it worth? Mm -hmm. um, and data obviously can help like data interspersed through this whole conversation. Sure. Like that would be really helpful to come, come to me and say, we tested your design um, with seven people and five of them, could not make sense out of it. It tanked. Um, obviously I'm like, boom, you are coming to me representing 
seven actual human beings, target audience, potential customers, actual customers, whatever. Um, but when I hear from someone like this happened to me at work the other day and I'll be nice and vague, (laughs) but someone gave feedback on a design and you could tell with the way that they gave the feedback that they thought that it would be an absolute game changing life altering (laughs) force of nature in our app. And I like was side messaging my PM thinking and saying to him, this is crazy, right? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. There's no way this is worth our time. The more often you approach people and you've thought, well, this is what I want. This is why I want it. But you haven't done the measuring or even like the thinking through, should I dig my heels in? Is Mm -hmm. this worth my time? Is this hill worth dying on? Like, what is this thing worth to us? It, it drives me nuts. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's your just thoughts. picking your battles, right? Just picking oh. your battles. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> it's a wrap. That's just... it. No. I have, a, I, I have thoughts. Um, what do you got? Yeah. I want to talk about the other side. Like, we're talking about the person giving the feedback and giving the criticism. What do you mm. do being the person that's receiving that like how because i think that if that person's not cooperative it can make the situation terrible too okay so i'm receiving feedback that's challenging me mm-hmm. in way like it the feedback is challenging me and yes. we'll generis we'll like genericize this again so that it's not design specific it's not about let's zoom out right like this is not about this a design or conversations anything. you are in a scenario where someone's giving you feedback. Because mm-hmm. the, the human nature, feedback. yeah, the human yeah. nature is just to be defensive, right? Because you don't yeah. want to be wrong. No one wants to be wrong ever. But how do you combat that impulse? Well, especially when the impulse is driven by the like three or four horcruxes to get super nerdy. <laughs> everyone's yes. wearing Everyone's wearing their three or four horcruxes, right? Mm-hmm. And they're usually aware of one or two of them and they kind of talk about the one or two of them all the time so that oh, they yeah. seem like, like, oh, I just share so much, you know, I've got this I'm thing so that I do open. with. Oh my gosh, I'm so open. But yeah. then there's like, there's two or three other Horcruxes that they're maybe slightly aware of, but that are controlling like most of the way that they behave yep. when, when cornered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. I don't like that. And especially in this uh, user feedback, whatever listener question. Yeah. We talk about them being like the design expert. If you're the expert supposedly in your field and someone is challenging you, how are you supposed to react? Are you asking? Or are you, t- are you, do you have thoughts? I'm asking. I don't have the answers. How are you supposed to react? Yeah. When you're the I'm expert. A firm, I'm a firm believer that being the expert means being an expert facilitator mm-hmm. and like shepherding ideas from, you know, nothing to something, creating tangible things that create conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and this again, doesn't have to be design specific. If someone yeah. comes to you with something you don't agree with, what's the fastest way for you to take that and say, that could be true. Let's find out. Yeah. Create a freaking prototype. Um, and prototype doesn't have to be a clickable prototype in Figma. Create a spreadsheet, create a doc, create a process, 
and get in front of three or four or five people and just see what happens. And you can start to see the, the start of something or the end of something. Ah, oh, that's like a dead end. Clearly that's a dead end or man, maybe they're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I try really hard. It's so, it's so hard. Cause you're, I think you're absolutely right that the gut reaction is, um, that person's an idiot. <laughs> right? It's hard. You're dumb. Yeah. No. You're dumb. I'm the expert. Don't threaten me. Like the Horcrux absolutely takes over. Yeah. For some people, it's for, it takes over for seconds or for minutes. Some people, it's days. Some people, it, it takes over forever. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say which I am. Oh, but- it takes over forever for you. We all know that. Yeah, I hold grudges. Yeah. Uh, big grudges. I said something wrong at the first episode, and he brings it up every time. I love that I didn't think a bald eagle lived in Utah. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I absolutely had to show you. I had to prove you wrong there. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. No, that's a great question. I think... Uh, I don't know. What do you do? Yeah, if you're if you're the person receiving tough feedback, you have that initial knee-jerk reaction of they're wrong. But I almost always, I mean, I've been married for 10 years, mm-hmm. 11 years. Oh, gosh. Oh, a certain you, number of years. If you say um, what I think you're about to say, go ahead. What I'm about to say. Yeah, no, go ahead. I just, oh, well, now I'm not going to say anything. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. No, I was going to say, I have, uh, I don't even remember. Now I'm terrified. <laughs> Were you going to say, I have wrong. yet to be in a situation where I'm wrong? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, I learned in those first couple of years, I I mean, that you're wrong about something like it it may not be the focal point always. It may not be like there, there's literally in like that marital struggle. You're both wrong. Oh yeah. You're both wrong in some, you're both wrong in some way and almost always simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So I remember being a newlywed and calling one of my friends. Um, I've talked about him before, but I called my friend Drew and uh, I was in some tough spot asking for advice or something about being, you know, 23, 24 and married and haven't gone to therapy yet and haven't figured my life out. What about 19? Um, 19. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, Tosh, when we got married, I was 22 and Tosh was 19. Yeah. I was, I was oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Child bride. It's okay. Yeah. Deal with that listener. Think about <laughs> it. Um, but I called Drew and I said, give me some advice, you know, and he said, you know, he said something similar, like, where were you, where were you wrong? And mm-hmm. I think I said something like, I don't think I was. And he said, well, that's. You're done. True. Yeah. He said, he said, there's whenever, and he's a brilliant mediator, facilitator. So he said, whenever I find myself in these situations, <laughs> he's dancing around my horcruxes, right? He's like, oh gosh, It's all on want... me, not yeah, on you. Whenever I find myself in situations like this, um, I like to sit back and think about all of the things that I probably should have done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always more than one, always. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. Is that helpful? Is that relevant to this? Like at work specifically, if someone comes up to you and says, you're wrong about this. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's completely relevant. And I also think we touched on something that uh, kind of sparked this idea of being an expert or a novice in your field, whatever that is. I feel like the expert 
not always, but should be the one who can receive the feedback and who can say, okay, let's try that. And even if you know it's not going to work, kind of how you were saying, let's make a spreadsheet, let's map this flow out and just see if it's going to work. And then hitting those dead ends and being not like, haha, I told you so, but being cooperative and flexible and willing to collaborate. Whereas the beginner is way more apt to dig their heels in because they don't want to look like they don't know what they're talking about. They want to be treated Mm -hmm. as an expert. They're trying to get that validation. They're trying to prove themselves. And so I do think it's something that comes with more years of experience, but um, I also think that it's a lesson that you need to learn pretty quick. If you want to be nice to work with. If you want to be nice to work with, if you want to jump the line, if you want to stay employed, (laughs) If you want to get employed more easily than people that are five times more talented than you. Yeah. Yeah. Just be nice. And your, your auto response, even if you don't feel it, your auto response internally and externally should be, um, you could be right. Like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's find out. Mm -hmm. Um, there's probably something there. Let's dig into it. Uh, and also it's your job, right? Like if your job is to everyone's job at any company, a big part of it is to reduce risk and to validate assumptions. Um, and to not just like rest on, Oh, well I worked at Microsoft and this is what we did at Microsoft. Um, like it's BS. So having different contexts, different problems to solve. Somebody comes to you with something, Oh, this is different than the way I would have approached it. Your job is to explore it. And if you're, if you were wrong, you're still a hero because yeah. you found the right way through somebody else. If you were right, you found a dead end and you explored it. So there's no question about the direction you initially chose. Mm-hmm. You're a hero either way if you're humble. Yep. I also think it's really, really um, underestimated how important it is to be a people person. Not just in like oh the gosh. design community or in the, like I don't know, tech world, but just in general. Like I feel like people... Yeah like really don't put much merit into that when I think that they really should. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's like this universal thing I've been talking to. I've been talking to my sister about it all the time. It's just like, just, this is where the like discussions and all the ideology around karma comes from is just, yeah. Being nice, trying to be nice, trying to empathize and trying to just like be kind to people and trying to assume that when someone cuts you off on the freeway that they're, they've got something going on. No, and no, that's a different situation. <laughs> <laughs> that is 1000% okay to give them a little, a little gesture. Oh, a little, hey, how are you? A little um, thumbs up. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> I think that just just trying, I know it's so hard, but just trying to get there, even when you don't feel like it, even mm-hmm. when you feel like someone's being malicious, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, man, just assuming, just assuming that they're wearing three or four horcruxes that are subtly like controlling them all the time. Yeah, um, everyone is. Everyone is. Yeah. Everyone is. We should rename, rename the podcast like... My you know, horcrux. I, I've got horcruxes and so do you. Um, yeah. anyway. Okay. Yeah. Recapping, Re- recapping. I'm going to read through this one more time. I got strong opinions. I know that my opinions are strong. I know that I'm not always right. Um, 
it's not always my place to express my opinions. I don't always express them in a gentle way. As a designer, if you present me with something and I disagree with it, what's the best way for me to approach what's the best way for me to approach that with you? Have we talked about data? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we answered it, honestly. I think we pretty, okay. we we answered it. And I think we're going into some interesting tangents, which mm. I have one thought about, if that's all right. Hit me. So it's going to be pretty specific to designers, which I know we want to keep this pretty generic. But as designers, we wear this badge of empathy and we kind of mm. talk ourselves up about being empathetic and let our heads get big in the name of empathy, whatever. But then it's also shame on us for not being empathetic in these situations where we're needing to take criticism, right? It's like everyone is like, everyone's going through their own thing, whatever. Everyone has good intentions, how we've talked about that before on other episodes. Exactly. But it's like, it's just, it's, it's bad on us to say that we're the most empathetic people in the workforce and then to not practice what we preach. Yeah. Yeah. 1000%. It comes down to this where you even without, I don't know, even knowing this person for a little amount of time, like this is something that she's hinting at is she's new at the company. Um, if you're a designer and you're being defensive, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, 100%. And you could say it's universal, but especially you, it's a universal thing. Like don't be defensive, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but as a designer, like you're a translator, right? Somebody, one of my mentors, shout out Brian Peterson. Um, your job is to translate user needs, business constraints, technical debt, feedback from stakeholders, all this freaking crap. Um, your job is to translate that into something tangible. Shout out. Yeah. Brian Peterson, one of my coolest designer friends and mentors in the industry. Um, but when Brian told me that it just suddenly meant Oh, it's not my job to have the best idea. Yeah. It's my job to he- to hear, like to just freaking hear the best ideas and to think, oh, there could be something there. Like let's let's like tinker with that. Let's go to the whiteboard. Let's create it, like let's do a test, you know, with as little prototype as possible to just learn the hell out of this thing mm-hmm. and see if there's anything there. Your job is to translate. Like you're not the gatekeeper of this sacred design. Again, that freaking sword of empathy that yeah. I've talked about before. It drives mm-hmm. me nuts. Drives but why, me nuts. why are designers that way? I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. Like, why are we so gatekeepy? I've been there. Mm. I, I know I know people who have been there. Like, I don't understand. It feels like our line of work is very much that way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I, I'll set up. I would love to dig into that. And maybe we invite Brian yeah. to talk through that with us. We should. But I will tell you, my gut, and this is just teeing up a future episode and then we'll wrap up. My <laughs> gut is that we're self-conscious because we were like the last people invited to the party. Oh, yes. 1, we were the last people percent. invited to the party. And now that we're at the party, like our first instinct is to table flip and to just be like, to make sure people understand the value. Like, yeah. Like you were so lost without us. And yeah. here we are in all of our glory. So maybe it's and a power order, trip. Like, I absolutely think it's a power trip. And oh, I think that no. the good, like the, the angels at um, Intercom have been writing about this for like a decade. And I think Brian will help us like dig into that. 
because there's some reading that he recommended for me, mm-hmm. but your job is to translate. Your job is not to originate. And we get to the table and we start trying to originate. Oh yeah. You invited me last. Like check this out, <laughs> check out this button. You know, it's like half rounded and half squared bitches. Like pretty. everyone gets so excited yeah. about design and you should literally just be facilitating better conversations, calling out assumptions. Yes. Like, you better, you better yes. cut me off. I, I get so <laughs> freaking pumped up about this stuff because I have I continue to replace bad designers that right. were cutting people Go. down. And honestly, for doing next to nothing, I'm seen as a hero. And it's like, yeah, I showed up funny? and I, it's weird. It's I showed so up weird. and I tried to be nice. And people are like, oh, he's the best. He's the best designer ever. And I'm like, shame I'm- on the other designers for making people <laughs> think that because you're not that great. So... <laughs> just kidding it's uh it's wild anyway i would love to set that up for a future episode that one will definitely be more design well it won't be design specific because the whole thing that intercom pointed out is that basically design is not like the hub of the wheel that all the other spokes like uh like uh orbit around you know like design is a spoke of the wheel and the hub is like the freaking business that keeps you all employed. I think the um, hub is the user. I think yeah. we we drive the business at the end of the day. But yeah, well, let's talk about it. We'll dig into that. Yeah, I'll, we should. Um, I'll get I'll get Brian signed up because he's he's the man. You guys are gonna love Brian. Anyway, I think we did it. I think we did too. Hopefully that answered uh, your question, listener. Yeah, I hope so. I'm gonna yeah probably call her and uh, dig in. A little more specifically into what we talked about, but I think um, that's great. I thought this was a lot of fun. People, just don't be defensive. Be kind. Yeah, I think we. If you haven't, yeah, you think we? Oh, I was uh, just saying. What? I think we ended uh, one of the last podcasts with just be freaking nice. I think it was episode six. So be freaking nice. And if you want to know how to handle all of this, just go watch everything everywhere all at once. Oh, I haven't um, seen that. It will teach you. Okay. It will teach you all that you need to know about life. Deal. Truly. Go see it. Deal. The only movie in my entire life that I have paid to see in theaters three times. Oh, three times? It is Oh my goodness. Incredible. Wow. Yep. And I'm sitting yep. over here seeing Top Gun twice. What am I doing? <laughs> I sobbed. I ugly cried in the theater. It's so good. I don't I know thought if we talked about I, it. I also thought it was very good. Oh, it, was it was very so good. good. It was so good. My sister yeah. took pictures of me, snot everywhere. It was great. Oh, I got to get, we got to get those pictures, put them nah, up on the, uh, no way. <laughs> <on LinkedIn. laughs> All right. Oh. Well, we did it. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm out, out of shows, but, uh, I'm going to go watch, I'm watching Mad Men, which is fun. Um, but I'm also watching a bunch of 80s rom-coms with my wife, which has been fun. We're, okay. we're on a kick right nice. now. Nice. What's so, the last one that you watched? Oh, we watched one last night that we kind of, it was sort of billed as like half rom-com, half uh, something else. Oh, and, uh, no. It was called it was called Something Wild. Okay, I um, haven't heard of it. It's so. an old, old, old Jeff Daniels movie from 1986 that we watched. Uh, it's like Ray Liotta in one of his first like bad boy roles ever. And uh, Something Wild was, was a trip, not a rom-com. Was it Something Wild? It was indeed <laughs> something wild. Okay. But yeah, if you have other if you have other recommendations, we are uh we're like neck deep in eighties rom coms. So cool. people hit me up. Awesome. I'm That's gonna it. go eat a cookie.
just a cookie? Probably three. Why you gotta do that? We got Oreos. <laughs> We're gonna dip them in oh, milk. Oh, if they're Oreos. Yeah. Okay. You didn't say four. Oreos. Four at least. Yeah, Oreos are the most impossible cookie because so they just good. come in that package, the sleeve, the way they stack them in there. It's just it's just setting made you up to be abused. It's just you it's just made open your mouth and they just fall in. The sleeve is it's a sleeve. Yeah, yeah. just fall Tilt in your the mouth. sleeve up and have 15 cookies You're done. in 16 seconds. Game over. Yeah. Oreo Game over. challenge. Everyone post your results. Oh, A man. sleeve of Oreos in 16 I seconds. I will not lose the Oreo challenge. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, let us know what you think. This is a really interesting one. Seriously, hit us up. Let us know. Um, call the hotline. Text us. Comment at us on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the best disagreement you've ever had at yeah. work how how was like what's the coolest way you've ever been disagreed with it's hard for me i'm like non-confrontational but um it's something that i'm working on and our team has some really cool goals around it so i'm sure we'll do follow-up um but let us know what you think that's all i got great all right love you guys bye love you mom oh. bye see you